Hey, Brian, let me ask you a question. Ask me a question. Have you ever taken pre-workout? I've never taken pre-workout anything. <laughs> Listen, so I, I got to be honest. I didn't know we were recording at 830 tonight. I thought we were recording like 930 <laughs> like normal. And so I'm walking into the Planet Fitness because it's Monday and they do pizza on Monday. You can walk on a treadmill and eat pizza. Anyhow, uh, I took my, pre <laughs> my pre-workout because I thought, oh, I got an hour. I'll just get in there and lift. And then I text and we realized we're coming on at 830. And so... A, I'm extra hyper because I have pre-workout and I feel like I could run a marathon, a but my face is itching like crazy. <laughs> you know that song, I can't feel my face when I'm, yeah, that's that's me right now. I am living it right now. My nose, if you only knew how bad it itches right in this area, like it's uh, unbelievable. Well, I don't know. It makes your whole head tingle. It's the craziest feeling in the world. What happened to your mustache? You look like a yoder. <laughs> <laughs> so um two things one i i went down to rinkin georgia a there's my first mistake i went to rinkin georgia b i went to this new man. lady because the guy here that was cutting all of our beards man, he, I, I got he just like messes up all the time so i went to this lady let me just be you don't go to a skinny chef and you don't go to somebody that doesn't have a beard i'm learning to cut your beard and she's in there and she's just talking she's like so what do you do and i was like i'm a pastor and then she's like okay and i said uh i said something about my kid and she's like oh you have kids i said yeah she said how many i said six and she goes and i am not kidding right when i said that she went oh, oh no i said what dude she took my mustache down to skin i haven't seen my upper lip in 20 years i walked into the house and my kids were like dad you look weird and i was like that's called a lip i don't even have one I'm, I'm just taking up amish roots like my wife i mean i got the bottom part but no mustache so yeah you need a buggy wife. to go with that beard <laughs> i got the amish woman so now i need the buggy <laughs> hey well listen don't feel bad jc i was talking to denise and i said honey i've got to ask you an important question and she said okay you can ask me anything i said honey are you gonna love me when i'm old and unattractive and out of shape and she said, I do. <laughs> I love it. My heart is broken. <laughs> well, somebody that never has to worry about losing facial hair, Nathan Cravat, his hair grows hair. It, so, come on, man. Makes me sick. Yeah. You have more arm hair than I have on my head. Well, you know, I, we all have our special superpowers. That is true. But I don't I have a me. beard like J.C. Groves. Mine, I, I just can't compete with that. True, but I could grow a cul-de-sac. I got the power donut going on here. So well, grow Nathan that out. really made me angry one time because I don't you might remember this when Nathan decided to basically shave his head. And even when he cut it that low and that close, it still looked like he had a head full of hair. Because you can <laughs> see all the hair that that's there. It's just man. I don't think I remember that. Yep, he cut it. How, really long, how long ago was that? I was four or five years ago. It was it was after I planted huh. Hope Church. But uh, so no, so guys, that. you know I'm way behind, and this is a good time for admission. You may not know know it or not. I don't know, but I'm way behind on YouTube. Like we're still oh, yeah. in the, the 80s on YouTube, like the early 80s, like <laughs> episode 81, 82, something like oh, that. I was so, so confused what I'm you were talking way, about. Way way behind. So I need. That's I've like got Mark the, Ward. <laughs> I know I've got all the videos, but I need to start uploading. But I think I may need to go ahead and skip forward and do this one because, JC, some of your facial expressions already so far have just been amazing. You've developed like four ticks since, you, <laughs> since you've been on this pre-workout. So I'm, I it's may have to put this one up. Or we could just take screenshots of it and post it. But this, yeah. this is going to be a fun episode, guys. This is for sure. Um, it's been a rough day, so I need a fun episode because as a diehard Braves fan, Oh, um, I'm I'm worried that they have uh have traded away old Frederick Freeman, our first baseman. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, we picked up Olsen, which is a good move. I mean, the guy's 28. He comes from the athletics, but we had to get rid of Pache and one of our young good catcher, but you know, that's that's baseball, sports ball. So I don't know anything you're talking about right now. Who yeah. are these people? They're He's our franchise player. He came in in 2007. He's our first baseman. He is here when the Braves were literally terrible. And hey, we're world oh, yeah. champs right now. But our, yes, our general, our general manager, AA Alex Antropolis, I think is how you say his name. Look, we trust him. The guy knows what he's doing. So, uh, 
I'm just ready for baseball to get back. I can't stand listening to millionaires whine about millionaires. I'm like, man, just give me a 500,000 and I yeah. can live the rest of my life happy. So, <laughs> well, JC, you and I agree about Braves baseball. Don't we even agree. We agree about Florida State football. Come on, man. Yes, These are do. areas we agree in. We do. Are we you, do, but you, I know where it's ready? going. Are you ready no. to become a Tar Heel yet? Because we just flew into no. your world, Coach K's retirement celebration, and we absolutely had a blast blowing that up, man. How, how do you feel? About, tell us how you feel, JC. Yeah, I would rather <laughs> sit at Tampa Bay Baptist Church, independent fundamental oh. Baptist Church, for the rest of my life listening to the NR than to ever root for the Tar Heels. That's how much oh, I dislike man. the Tar Heels. That man. is serious, bro. Well, I can't stand them, man. So can't stand them. <laughs> now, this is one sports moment I do know something about. Yeah. If I were you, I'd be really angry because after that game, the players were sitting over on the bench laughing and joking oh, yeah. with one another. Like none of it really meant anything. Whatever happened to respect and whatever happened to effort, I, I don't know. I think what you're seeing, and ruined. I think honestly, I think that's why Coaches K is retiring. I mean, that's where I, Roy Williams retired. It's a new generation, and they don't know how to coach this generation. You have the entitled um, younger guys that are that are used to like just results right now without working towards it man listen when i was playing sports growing up if we lost a game i didn't eat for a week i was so devastated that we would and i was like no wonder you used to be so skinny exactly (laughs) i ain't losing no more (laughs) Uh, all i I do is win (laughs) <laughs> except my face is itching um well, that's right, a mustache right i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness but i think you just have a it's a generational thing i think they're very entitled and i mean i don't know it's all good but march madness is here have y'all filled out your bracket yet do you know that yet. brian I'm, I, I'm going to no i filled mine out today i have arizona and duke in the in the final game and actually it hurt me, but I actually have Arizona winning the whole thing. I think Woo! Arizona's got a good chance. I tell you, somebody that's hot right now that has a good chance of going all the way is Virginia Tech. They're on fire right now. And here's what I love about Virginia Tech. Yes, they beat us in the ACC championship game. But Virginia Tech, all the starters played at lower division schools, Wofford and like UTC and things like that. Like nice. they're not – top of the line recruits they're not the you know the the number one pick in the country or something like that like it shows hard work tenacity and getting after it so it's well, pretty guys, good. i think espn there you go <laughs> i think i'm going to be pulling for the tennessee vols how cool would that be to see ut win it this year they got a I team man yeah seeing tennessee win anything just makes you want to throw up so come on come on it's my son's good. a tennessee fan I, I pull for it for him but i'm i'm definitely pulling it's just for like a tar, tar heels fan for all the, the way tennessee balls no Whatever. i'm pulling for my tar heels i always do i can't help it it's it's gonna happen but if if they if the balls won my son would go insane he would he would love it yeah that is true i think I'm just happy Braves baseball's back. So I got tickets for opening day, April 7th. Going to get down there Come and on. watch them hang the pennant without Freddie. Um, it's going to be all right. So, well, I'm excited about today's episode. We might as well stop talking about sports ball because we just bored half of our audience sitting there going, mm-hmm. here they go again, talking about that stuff. Do we need to hit anything else? I don't, I don't even know what we we're do. talking about today. And I think we're expanding our listenership. Their, their their knowledge of really important things in life, theology and sports. I mean, what more do we need? Come on. It's true. I do agree with you on this right here. We're excited today. We have two guests with us in the studio. We have Kristen and Shanna, and uh, these two ladies are part of the RFP fam. Uh, we got to meet them up in Bourbon, Missouri. Um, yep. Many of you have already heard Shanna's story. Uh, she shared it there um, at our meetup in Bourbon, uh, but we're excited to just recap that and also for you to get to hear Kristen's story today. And uh, these two have a unique uh, perspective into our episode last week uh, with uh, Pastor Mark from there at Baptist Bible College. He likes Pastor Mark better than President, and I can't say his last name. So uh, we're excited, <laughs> and, and uh, we might as well just go ahead and jump into this episode today and uh, get the ball rolling. Y'all ready to go? I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast begins in three. These podcasts, <laughs> podcasts, that sounds like a convention of beans or peas to me. I, podcast. Listen, in these Recovering Fundamentalists, they don't know the Bible either. What are the fundamentals? Inerrancy, virgin birth of Jesus Christ, Amen. substitutionary atonement, Amen. bodily resurrection Amen. of Christ, and the authenticity of miracles. Hi, Two. I am not a recovering fundamentalist. They're everywhere. They're all over the internet. They want to be, uh, what do they call it? Recovering from fundamentalism. They're everywhere. And I think to myself, well, you were just stupid to begin with. And if there's such a word, you're stupider now. We ain't recovering from nothing, good neighbor. We're reviving from the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, man, Everybody wants to focus on recovering. Oh, you're recovering. Oh, you need yeah. help. You need therapy. You're recovering. Let's focus on fundamentalist. We're recovering fundamentalism back from people who have hijacked it. We are biblical Phew. family. We are the fundamentalist. Man. That'll make a Baptist want to speak in tongues right there, boys. One. I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, we better stay uh, in the old paths. But what are the old paths? I've heard that my whole life, and nobody's ever been able to tell me what the old paths or the old time religion really is because it's whatever era you mm-hmm. overly romanticize in your mind as being when the church was That's right. Mm. Like it, lump it, pump it, jump it, take it across the street and dump it. We've raised a generation that is ashamed of our forefathers and act like they were somehow done wrong in the way they were brought up and they were damaged and they were scarred because they were raised in a home that had standards and convictions and kept them on the old time way. You got their number, boys. Y'all thought you started the podcast. You went and started a movement. Thanks for joining us for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Make sure to stay tuned at the end of the show to hear more about the RFP sponsors. Now, here's your host for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, Nathan Cravat, J.C. Groves, and Brian Edwards. Guys, have uh, have you gotten your Free Life Soap in the mail yet? Yes, I got uh, a very nice shipment. Nice. She one. sent a bunch this time, didn't she? Yeah. Hey, Nathan, me and you can do something now that JC can't do. We can wash What's our that? mustaches with our Free Life Soap. <laughs> Get off of it, Brian. <laughs> we, we can put my oil last one. on our mustache. <laughs> It'll be bad. It's there. You just can't see it. <laughs> oh, well. Hey, did you uh did you get that new scent? Did she send you the new scent? Aspen, Aspen something, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it smells like, like a pine it? tree. It smells really good. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan. I'm not I don't like tree smells too much. But I pulled it out. And my boat. My son was like, "It smells like a public restroom, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Wait, we're an I honest we take. To, honest we were take trying here. to help her. And like, we are. I mean, all the good things we've you're said. You're terrible, JC. <laughs> you love it. I don't. I mean, I love yeah, black I like leather, it. and and nobody else like black leather. The lady that cut my mustache off for Brian to make fun of me. She, uh, she ordered a bunch of beard oil and I told her, I said, the black leather is my favorite. And I went back in and she was like, uh, nobody likes the black leather. I wasted my money. So I bought the two bottles off of her. So oh, you can nice. have your favorite scents. I just don't like well, the Aspen trees, whatever. Well, this isn't the first time we haven't liked a scent. I mean, if you remember, True. we went, we dogged pumpkin. on pumpkin spice for a very long time and it deserved every second of it. But there are there are people out there that like that. But uh, but Miss McKibben, when she does a scent, she does it right. I washed down with that aspen, you know, soap scent. I was standing in the front yard and a deer, a deer walked by and peed on me. Like that stuff is straight up legit. <laughs> that was good, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to say it so quickly, I was stuttering trying to get it out. I have no oh words. Oh my goodness. That was awesome. I just want to see who can take what you just said and turn it into heresy on Twitter. This oh, they're week. going to. Yeah. So someone Deers is going to turn on trees. Only dogs do. He doesn't know his animals. Oh, gosh. <laughs> hey, let me ask you all this. Were fish on the ark? Oh, my goodness. 
I think there was an, a, a special aquarium section. Yeah, that was, if you read the message Bible, I think that's in that. Yep, it sure is. Do you realize that the earth is 100% land and 70% water? Because hmm. there's land underneath the water, right? There's an ocean floor. Hmm. Ooh. Wow. You are Sorry, so I, brilliant. I have no I, idea why, why that, that got brought up. Really I think off. this would be a really good time to introduce the ladies. Let's do this pass because it the pre-workout's about to kick my tail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my mic on mute and let you introduce them. I, he literally put his mic on mute. Man, that's that's. I think he's scared about what he's going to say. He's just like over there. Ah! <laughs> so, Shanna, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Coming to us all the way from, is it Dallas, Texas? Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dallas. So what's going on in Dallas, Texas? Tell us what's going on in your world. Yeah, it is. We can't like figure out the weather here, apparently. Oh, it's yeah. like 20 degrees one day. It was 80 today. It's supposed to get mm -hmm. cooler this next week. Like, yeah. So we never know the temperature. So whenever we... our staff intern is moving to Dallas in three months when he gets married to his oh, fiance. Awesome. She goes to the village church and uh, she is, uh, they're actually considering joining. They visited there that she has some friends. And uh, so I think they were there this weekend. So he was telling me the story today uh, about talking to his fiance there. He, he's going to visit her and she's like, it's going to be in the eighties all week. So all he took was like shorts and t-shirts and i think he had a hoodie that he threw in his bag so he gets there and it's like 70 something 80 degrees he said it's wonderful and it's there's not a lot of humidity because it's texas so he's like it's perfect weather everything's amazing and then he wakes up and it's like sleeting the next morning yeah. and yeah. so yeah he was telling me about that today so you guys have had some crazy it crazy is weather insane yeah yeah, it has been insane. But yeah, other than that, things are really good. Um, the Lord is doing a lot of really good things here. And it's just really, it's such a gift to be a part of it. And yeah, I'm excited awesome. to be on here. I do have cool. a Dallas question for you. Have you been to that famous restaurant there that smokes the turkey legs? How did I know it was going to be food? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Is it Heart 8 maybe? No, it's downtown. It has like a red awning. It's really famous, and they put all the different toppings. Like you can get out, mm. make everything homemade. Denny's. Hmm? Denny's. Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, if you remember the name, let me know, and I will check it out. I will. Have you ever noticed nobody ever plans to go to Denny's, but everybody eventually ends up there? I honestly yeah. don't know if I've ever eaten at a Denny's. Hmm. And you traveled. Yeah, I really don't think I ever ate at Denny's. You never ate at the Denny's over on uh, Bonnie Oaks? That, that, nope. that used to be a pretty big spot, man. I was always an IHOP Waffle House guy. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You're partially. Oh, well, that's how it happened. How long you been so at the uh, Village Church, Shanna? Five years now. Five years. Awesome. Nice. Five awesome. years, yeah. Yeah, some good teaching been, every week. It, I'm telling you, I don't take a second for granted. The people that I get to sit under and do life alongside, it is, um, it's been like a real kindness of the Lord on my life that, the last five years. So, did you go to the Village Church from a IFB church? I did. It's actually part of my story. I left. Wow. Uh, we moved from. Oh, guys, <laughs> we moved <laughs> from Louisiana, and then I attended like a Calvary Chapel for about a year. Come um, on, Calvary Chapel. I, yeah. It was the first time I ever heard like line by line preaching. And I'm like, what is this? You don't just pick something and talk <laughs> the, about it. The Bible. Um, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And then we um, moved here and yeah, we moved just a few miles from TBC actually. And so That's I awesome. avoided it for a while because I did not want a large church and then uh, finally gave it a try. And the first and, time we um, were there. Who, who was oh, yeah. it that told you to? It was Kristen. It was Kristen. Kristen told me to <laughs> I just it. wanted the shout out. Nice. Well, so speaking of Kristen. <laughs> speaking of Kristen. Yeah. So, so you are not in Dallas. Tell us where you're at, Kristen. I am not in Dallas. I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, a little north of Cincinnati in a small Ooh. town, but between Cincinnati and Dayton, basically. So. So what's your weather like up there? 
Um, well, today it was like 60, which was wow. delightful. Um, Friday or Saturday, it was 21. So yeah. wow. I mean, pretty much like I think the rest of the country is feeling like yeah. they just randomly will get cold snow, <laughs> you know, cold weather in the snow. Um, JC, you got stuck in Chattanooga, Tennessee in a snowstorm this weekend, didn't you? Yeah, we decided to go up to Chattanooga for the weekend. Just it was Tink, my daughter, her sixth birthday, Lucas, my nephew's birthday. So mom was like, "Won't y'all come up? We'll just do all the birthday parties." Woke up Saturday morning, snow everywhere, which you know it was only like two inches. I mean, after living in Utah, I mean, I learned how to drive on snow out there in Utah. I looked like Ray Charles in a bumper car for the first year we <laughs> lived out there. But once I figured it out, man, I mean, they, we drove on snowpack for six months out of the year. So I was like, yeah. We'll get home. It's no bad. Then we got, I got back down to South Georgia because I looked at my weather map and it said it was 72 degrees here in South Georgia. It was 28 degrees. That weather app lied. I was freezing Whoa. down here. Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed the snow in little bits. I don't ever want to live in it again, though. That's for sure. You can have that, Kristen. Yeah. Um, I actively neither. am trying to figure out how to get away from it. So <laughs> that's I, it. I, I so, don't Kristen, where do you attend church? Um, so I attend a church in about 20 minutes from where I live called Grace Baptist Church in Mason, Ohio. Um, part of, well, loosely part of the BBFI and the BBF that uh, Mark Milioni was talking about last year. Nice. Last week. So um, kind of there's the connection there. Um, wow. From, and you yeah. can say his name. I know. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> well, impressive. It's, it's part of going to the BBC. <laughs> you had to know how to <laughs> pronounce all the president's names after and before. Now, both of y'all are alumni of BBC. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's cool. actually, it's where we met was it mm -hmm. BBC. It was funny because at our meetup in Bourbon, uh, Mark had already walked in and introduced himself and then we're sitting there at the opening and I can't remember who was up. On, I think for freedom was up and they were talking or doing something. And, and I saw you two on the back row and you were just like looking. And I was like, they just spotted him. I, they, they know who it is. And then Shannon come over. She was like, I'm pretty sure that's the president of Baptist Bible college. And I was like, it is. <laughs> it was really fun, but it was hilarious watching you two discover in that moment that the president of your former school was there. And it yeah. was a pretty interesting revelation for you that, and shock, I think, would be a yeah. good word. And I think we had yeah. even spotted him at breakfast that morning. And we kept, and Shanna kept saying, I recognize him. I, yeah. And then she was like, I think that might be Mark. And so we're pulling up pictures on our phone of like <laughs> past things that are on, on Facebook That's or awesome. on the we're website. Like, Surely we're like, not. are you sure? Are you sure? No, there's no way. I was like, well, it's only like a couple hours from here. And so sure enough, he was, yeah. it was him. <laughs> Wow. And then it was yeah. a really cool moment because the last morning we were there, we all got to sit at the table and, and talk. It was you two, my wife and I, and, and, uh, and uh, Mark and his wife. And just to hear y'all, I mean, that, that has to be in a pretty incredible Mormon, uh, Mormon, what a pretty incredible moment. <laughs> that you were, sorry. It's pre-workout. Um, that's a pretty incredible Mormon. What um, moment to be able to sit there with your, former college president and share your story. And I was just like, this is, this is absolutely incredible. I would have given anything to do that with our president in Cincy Temple. Tweet JC just converted to Mormonism. That's <laughs> yeah. out there. Yes. Yeah. First to hear it. I love Utah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kristen and I have actually talked about this, that um, it was really just um, only something the Lord could have done. I have had some, uh, I guess, resentment toward BBC from the time that I was there. Um, and whenever we saw him and we were talking and his wife just gave me the biggest hug. And then we, he apologized. And like, he was not there when we were there. He did not have to do that. And he just apologized. Um, and it was just so encouraging. And I told Kristen, like, it just healed a lot of parts in me that I didn't even know I needed, which mm. also caused me to like confess and repent for some sin that I had toward it because I was just so angry, even all these years later, uh, still paying off those student loans. And I'm like, why, <laughs> what was that for? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it was the sweetest. And I am like, there's a girl at our church now who's like, uh, just was just accepted to BBC and I am like championing her own. I am so yeah. excited the way that that college is going in. Yeah. I'm proud. I'm proud well, to be know, an alumni at Baptist Bible college. <laughs> it's awesome pretty cool thing. this week. 
this week we had some some folks reach out to us that listened to last week's episode, and we got one message that said, I'm currently folding laundry listening to the president of BBC. I didn't know this episode was going to be about BBC. Absolutely no clue. I'm literally shaking. I went to BBC 2000, 2002. I was kicked out. Came to legalism, uh, came from legalism all my childhood. And as she goes on to talk about where she went uh, to school, went to BBC, broke some rules, begged to stay. They wouldn't hear my plea. I had so much bitterness and anger for 20 years against BBC, still live in the area. So I hear the name frequently. And a few months ago, got exposed some ugliness in my heart towards that place. He healed me and is still doing a great work in my life uh, in our past church. And then I hear on the RFP, the president of the BBC. She said, this is absolutely incredible how God worked this all out. Um, I'm listening to the podcast. I could cry right now. So thankful God is patient while he pursues me even after 20 years. And, you know, just story wow. after story after Praise story like that. Just yeah. from that episode. And, and, and you know, I told, I told Mark when we were up there, that's what God has you in place for, is you're not just taking BBC to the next level. There's a lot of hurt that people have no clue that this is where it's at. And I love that that story. And I love hearing y'all's story. And it's just how your stories intersect with God's stories to tell something incredible. And what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. That's for sure. Amen. Well, you know, that's a lot like Nehemiah. You know, Nehemiah confessed sins that he was never a part of. He had never been to that place. He had never been with those people. And yet he united himself with their sin, he confessed that sin. He repented on their behalf, and then he became the one who actually restored the walls and mm -hmm. who brought about um, the city being rebuilt. He brought about flourishing again, and so it's good that Mark is being used by God as a Nehemiah mm. and that he has that kind of heart and that kind of attitude. I love it. Yeah. Well, Shanna, I, I think a lot of our listeners probably uh, haven't heard your story or don't remember exactly which story it was. So could you refresh us on your story? Go sure. back and just share your story briefly, because we really want our, sure. our listeners to get to know you. Sure. I would love to. Yeah. I was born and raised in a uh, Christian home in Louisiana by parents who loved Jesus faithfully served him. Um, I am so grateful for that. Um, in the Lord's kindness, I became a believer at a very young age and uh, felt a very real call to ministry at eight. And it was so real. And I remember it. I remember the Lord working on me. Um, but growing up in fundamentalism with someone who is sensitive to the Holy Spirit, even as a child asks deep questions about God um, and was called to the ministry as a woman, it was very difficult and very frustrating. And there was just a really uh, big lack of discipleship. It was just basically non-existent um, for me. Um, so like we were just talking about, the church that I grew up in was also part of the BBFI. So naturally the place that I would go to college would be to, to BBC and at that time, uh, the men's and women's courses were very different. And I really wanted that deep theology classes. I wanted to sit with my brothers in Christ and talk about these um, deep things. And I just did not get that opportunity then. And they have come such a long way. I told Kristen, I was like, I mean, I've already have my degree from there, but if I didn't, I would, I would like go back because they, things that I wanted then, you know, they had like preaching workshops for men, but we didn't get anything. And now they have like teaching workshops for women. And I'm like, praise God, like we're equipping those ladies um, yeah. for the work of the ministry. I am so pumped about that. Um, but yeah, I graduated from there. I double majored um, with the intention of going overseas and helping church plants start uh, schools. But at that time, there were limitations on, and I think they're, they're, they may still be, I don't know, uh, on the single missionaries that women had to be 27 and men had to be 25 before you could go. And I was 21, 22. So uh, yeah, I went back home to Louisiana um, started teaching at our Christian school and uh, serving at my local church and uh, worked all the hours for very little pay. <laughs> and um, that's where I met my husband. And that's kind of where my biggest, my biggest part of my testimony and my story is I, I would think not even in fundamentalism, like I grew up in it, like all your typical stories that you hear. Um, it's really my journey out and how the Lord kind of uh, brought me out of that. That's really where my where my story is. Um, 
Our first few years of marriage were really, really hard. My husband saw like right through the IFB. He saw right through it, but that's where I grew up. That's where my friends and family were. Um, I was not I was not leaving. And so two years into our marriage, um, I know I shared this a little bit more in depth at the meetup, but I'll just kind of briefly cover it here. Um, we got pregnant with twins and that entire experience, looking back on it, um, the Lord really opened my eyes to a lot of things that you don't see in the moment, right? Um, and so we ended up losing our twins. And that was like, I think the deepest grief I've ever experienced. Mm. Um, instead of entering my grief with me, um, and people reminding me gently about who God is, about his character. Um, I was rebuked and cautioned, um, to be careful how I speak to him, even in my grief. And, you know, that's one thing that, um, I, I don't even know if it's just the IFB, I think churches in general, like the, like the American church in general, we just do not do a good job about teaching lament or how to lament. It is not something that we really talk about much. And, um, you know, it's the things that we practice and that we rehearse when life is really good. And we know that things are true about God in the light when life is good, that we're going to whisper those things in the dark when they're not. And I didn't have that, you know? And so I was just so confused. And um, after that, I told my husband, I was like, I'll go with you. I'll visit churches. I don't care. <laughs> Let's do this. But I did feel guilty. I'm like listening to someone read out of like the new King James. And I'm like, I can't even listen to what he's saying. You know, I was just like, so indoctrinated into my head for so long. Um, but during this time, we got pregnant with my daughter and I went into labor with her at 27 weeks. And I was on complete hospital bed rest for a month. Um, and I uh, ended up having her at 32 weeks. And during that time, um, my husband lost his job while my daughter was in the NICU. Um, it was just a really, really hard time for us. And I didn't have anybody. I had my family. So like mm. the church that I left, the church that I grew up with, all my friends, and I didn't have, I didn't have anybody. Um, and so that's when we started attending uh, a Calvary chapel. And that was like the first time I was like, man, what is this line by line? What is this context stuff that I'm learning about after all these years? Um, but I refused to serve. I'm like, I just need to be fed. I just need to sit here and attend and be fed. And so that's what we did. It was a really sweet time of healing for us. Um, I got pregnant with my son uh, at that time. And I'm telling you, I'm not having any more kids because my husband lost his job again. Whoa. <laughs> right after I had my son, <laughs> his company like closed, like it closed. And so, uh, yeah, I'm like, no, no more babies for us. Um, but yeah, he lost his job again. And the Lord gave him a fantastic job here in Dallas and planted us literally five miles away from the village church. And so oh, wow. we... We church shopped for a while and um, I knew a lot of things that I did not want. Um, and we seemed to find all of those. And so Kristen was like, Hey, I, I really think that you should just give the village a chance. And I'm like, I don't want a large church. <laughs> and she's like, give it a try. And so we did. And we felt at home the very, very first time that we were there. And I nice. got involved in Bible studies, did not know who Jen Wilkin was, couldn't point her out to you had no idea. And she's, she leads our women's Bible studies. And so I was getting like really deep, deep discipleship. Um, I read women of the word by her and that changed the way that I viewed scripture that I mm. would read scripture. Um, and so it was really sweet to be able to read this and be like, Oh my goodness. Like she wrote this. Cause I didn't, I didn't know who she was. You know, a lot of people come to the village because of who Matt Chandler is. And I, that was not my experience. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, currently uh, we've been there five years and I serve in various ministries there. I'm on staff part-time there and um, I write curriculum for our next-gen ministry and I'm currently yeah. building out a um, missions curriculum for our elementary. So my missions heart is so happy. Wow. But looking back, I know it's so sweet. Looking back, I can see how the Lord was so faithful in every season and that nothing was wasted, every heartache every um, discouragement, like every job loss, every disappointment, it all taught me more about who he is, um, about his attributes, about his character. And mm -hmm. um, I honestly, I would not trade a single second of it. So I'm just, 
I'm very grateful. That's where that we are. Amazing. I get to I get to write curriculum for eight year olds when I was like <laughs> surrendered to the, like the ministry at eight. It's so fun. Wow, that's yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> hey, Shanna, I got to tell you a funny story about Jen Wilkins. So my daughter Kelsey really looks up to her, and she's been a big influence on the women in our church. But I didn't know who she was, and so the night we recorded. I happened to be sitting in my car. You remember that guys? And JC's like, Brian, where are you? I'm like, I'm sitting in this field over here beside this little dirt road. And my daughter, Kelsey said, dad, you have embarrassed us so badly. You talked to <laughs> Jen Wilkin in your car with headphones on. What are you doing? You don't talk to her like that. I'm like, I'm sorry, honey. I didn't mean to sin against Jen Wilkin. You're such an embarrassment. That's she, so funny, man. She is the best, guys. She really is like so down to earth. And yes, she does not take uh, handling the word of God lightly um, when mm -hmm. she is teaching her Bible studies or anything like that. Um, it is her. What My favorite thing about her is she can write the books and she can speak at the places, but her local church is her heart. Yeah. And um, that that's where great. that's what she pours into the most. And so, yeah, she's thankful. So Shanna, tell us how you met uh, Kristen. I know you mentioned at school, but introduce yeah. us to Kristen and then Kristen, we want to hear your story. Yes, Kristen. Uh, nothing's wasted, right? So even my time at BBC, if nothing else came out of that, my friendship with Kristen, uh, she is my absolute best friend. And we, um, we met my sophomore year, her freshman year, I was honestly trying to recruit her to play volleyball. I was the captain of the volleyball team and I was trying okay. to recruit her. Uh, yeah, I was trying to recruit her to play volleyball, but we hit it off and um, yeah, we became best friends and uh, she really has been there for me through every every single season that we she's walked alongside me. Um, and so I'm. we have conversations um, late at night on FaceTime, they're in their, their deep theological conversations. So when I was coming this way and I'm like, why can't women have this voice? Like, why can't we talk about these things? She and I would talk about them late at night. And so thinking through a podcast, I'm like, I know the, we're having these conversations already. So I knew that she was the person that I was going to have and do it with me. So yeah, this is Kristen Hargis and uh, she should move to Texas. Everyone should tell her that, that Texas is great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, so a little bit of my story, I grew up, um, on the mission field. So my parents were missionaries in Panama, um, through the BBFI. So, um, I would, I mean, I would describe my childhood and growing up in the mission field, like as most people just a little different because it was normal life for me. Like I, I, I just was always used to being the one on the outside, like I didn't look like all of my friends, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But um, because of the nature of how the BBFI was and both of my parents went to BBC. So they graduated from BBC as well. Um, so they were very much indoctrinated into the legalism aspect of it all. Um, and they taught it because that's how it was taught to them. It was kind of, it was not necessarily like they, that my dad had a major stance on it. It was just, that's how he had been taught. Um, and so we did the, you know, going to all the different churches and conforming to each different church and how they wanted us to be, um, always wearing skirts, always wearing the culottes, you know, everything that goes in with the idea of legalism. Um, at a young age, I have, a, have, I will say have <laughs> still, because it's still in there, um, a bit of a rebellious spirit. Um, and that came out at a young age. And I was questioning a lot of things, especially when it came to those standards. And I kept asking my dad, like, well, where in the Bible does it say that I can't wear pants? Um, mind you, it was Panama. Um, I shouldn't have wanted to wear pants. It was a tropical country that was like 95 degrees all the time. Um, but that was kind of the rebellion. I was like, but this just doesn't seem to line up with what scripture says, at least from what I could tell. Um, not that I was studying scripture at, you know, the age of 10, but from what I had heard, I was like, I've never heard that this is what that means. Um, so I started questioning, but at that time also God had been working on my dad's heart already, um, had already been, um, encouraging him and pushing him to start searching the scriptures and making sure that what 
he was teaching as biblical truth was actually biblical truth and not just preference. Um, mm. And so shortly after that, my dad had kind of started making some changes. Um, we ultimately ended up coming off the field, not because of that, but because they had turned over their uh, church to a national pastor, the church that they had started. Um, and my dad started looking to see where God would take them next. And we came home for a six months furlough. And that's when my dad started seeing like all the Hispanics that were being brought into the Cincinnati area. Just at that time, it was the early 2000s, kind of the Hispanics were starting to come into the US, not just in like Florida, Texas, California, but into the Midwest. Um, and so they, we ended up changing our field to being stateside. Um, and through that, we went back to our home church, which was also pretty conservative, but not too terribly crazy. Um, I always say I kind of grew up on the fringes of the IFB. Um, I wasn't necessarily entrenched in it, but this Christian school that I went to was very much so. So the school that I went to was, which then meant my friends and their churches that I would go to their youth activities were. So I kind of was more on the fringes of it, um, but with my parents never really saying or forbidding that I had to um, be a certain way. Um, but I was, uh, saved at a very young age, similar to Shanna, you know, growing up in a Christian family and, um, a ministry family at that affords you hearing the gospel a lot by the age of five or six years old. Um, oh, yeah. so I was very young, um, when I came to Christ, um, and just as, you know, with Shanna's story as well, discipleship was not a thing. It just wasn't something that was a priority. So on the outside, I was a very prideful well, on the inside, I was a very prideful person. On the outside, I did everything right. I was the good missionary Christian girl um, who did all the right things because she was afraid of what other people would say and judge and how her parents would react if she didn't. So it wasn't necessarily because um, I was doing it out of a love for Christ or a desire to please him. It was out of a desire to please man and being afraid of um what others would say or think of me. Um, and that carried me all the way through college. Like I had that fear and I towed the line because of that reason. It wasn't because of a desire to, because I loved God or because I wanted to please him. And so it was in college that I got involved at a church called Sunrise that was absolutely revolutionary to um, my walk with Christ. It was the first time that someone had poured into me and actually discipled me at the age of like 21. So I had been a believer for 16 years and it was the first time that someone had actually started discipling me. And I started actually um, hearing biblical truth. And, you know, like Shanna said, that verse by verse expositional uh, messages. Um, I, was a, I was introduced to what life groups would look like, what accountability looks like, what doing life with brothers and sisters in Christ actually looks like and what it should look like. Um, and that was revolutionary for me. And I started growing. That's when I started growing and I started kind of desiring to know God. I was like, wait, there's theology. There's like this aspect of this that I can be a part of, or I should be a part of. Um, and unfortunately our, uh, school did not offer that for women necessarily, but I was getting it at my church in small doses. So that was incredible for me. Um, and then similar to um, Shanna, we have a lot of similarities to our story, um, but I read the book Women of the Word in my mid-20s, and that that's kind of where I hit the ground running, where I was like, oh, this is what it's like to study the Bible. This is what it's like to be able to read and study the Bible, and that opened up a whole nother side of it, because now I didn't have to rely on my pastor or other men or other people telling me what the scriptures said, I could go and search and study the scriptures for myself. And that was beyond exciting to me. Um, and so after college, I kind of bounced back and forth. I came home uh, to Cincinnati, spent a couple years in Dallas, Texas. So I've already been to Dallas. We don't talk <laughs> about that. And, then, um, <laughs> and I'm now uh, back in the Cincinnati, Ohio area and just serving at my local church in a few different ministries. And um, it's been a fun, challenging road so far. Um, I'm sure many have noticed I have not mentioned a husband. I am single at 35. And so that is, comes with it, comes th with that comes many challenges as well um, of going on it on your own and kind of seeing the family of God and your local church specifically kind of 
pouring into you in those ways that you don't have when you don't have a close family. My family, my, my parents are definitely close, but it's a different relation, uh, relationship, right? So Mm-hmm. that's kind of my story in a nutshell <laughs> hey by the way i don't i don't know whose house the train just drove past <laughs> do you know how many kids were brought up in the independent baptist church camps and churches they're going to be hearing this episode and they're going to be terrified that the rapture just took place yes. like there's <laughs> no telling how that. many people we just had resaved <laughs> Just because somebody lives near a train track. there's no time to change or what <laughs> yeah, that is that is my house. Um, I live very close to a train track. And when it starts to go by and I'm not talking, I usually try to mute myself. But I figured I couldn't mute myself I thought while it might I was be talking. Because you were the one who didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. And while you were talking, your cat was jumping oh. out of the window. That was, I don't know if it crawled in the window or was just <laughs> no, perched on the window. No, there's a ledge. But... Yeah. Okay. That's pretty I... cool. Well, that that cat I have. <laughs> well, guys, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your story because uh, you you just really you don't know how much you have in common with people until you hear what they've been through, what they're going through, and what God has delivered them from. And you know, we've started I don't know how many episodes ago talking, interviewing different women, and talking about the topic that. Women have special, uh, that's not really a good word, special challenges within legalism that that they have to face that honestly, Brian, JC, and myself, we, we, we can't speak into that. We've seen it. We have a heart for it, but you guys have lived that. So could you talk to us a little bit about women leaving legalism and maybe we can just kind of listen to you guys talk that through because I know you've both been through that uh firsthand yeah. and I know there are a lot of ladies that are listening that that really need some help and encouragement yeah yeah mm-hmm. I would love to um I think for for me personally and the, and people that I have talked to and that I have um maybe counseled or tried to disciple coming out of this um it is just women not knowing for themselves um, how to study the Bible, right? Um, Kristen mm. just kind of talked about that a little bit. Like that's the most fundamental and important claim in all of Christian theology um, is that God made himself known to us in scripture, right? Um, so like knowing and studying God's word helps us um, understand who he is better, right? And um, so that's kind of where uh my heart is, our passion is, um, all Christian belief and theology is rebu- is um, rooted in God's revealed word. So if you don't know his word, you're not going to know truth, right? Like what mm. is truth? Um, one of my favorite quotes, one of, and I say this all the time, is um, from Charles Spurgeon. It's like discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And we think of how the enemy mm. just loves to take what is true and just twist it just a little bit. Um, and then we have things like we see in the IFB happen, you know, where you're listening and you're like, I can see how they get that. But they're like, no, I know that that's not, a, that's not true, you know? Um, and I just think that I am seeing, Kristen and I, this is something that we've both talked about. We are just seeing in our society now, people who are leaving the IFB or they're seeing their parents and what their parents believe. And they're like, Hey, I don't want that. Or there's, they've had real church hurt, real spiritual abuse hurt. And they are just going the polar opposite of that. Like this massive swing to the other side and God's words right here, right in the middle. Um, and we are, it's a world where our feelings are really magnified. And it's like, well, I feel this, I feel this, this must be true. And our feelings matter. God gave us emotions. They matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to know what real truth is. And what, like I, I, I tell Kristen all the time, I'm like, you know, um, our, fe- our feelings are fluid. They change, but all truth is God's truth and um, God's truth is firm and it does not change. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't know how to read the Bible and study it for yourself, um, you're not going to know what real truth is, right? Um, we all have the Holy Spirit. We all, um, that's what's so great about the finished work of Christ is that we have direct direct access, you know, um, to the Holy Spirit and that he can illuminate and reveal things to us in his word that only he can do. Mm. So 
I think not only, um, so for sure, like it's been evident in our story is that studying the word for of God for yourself um, and knowing what you believe, not because again, someone else told you that's what you should believe, but knowing because that is what scripture says is so important. Um, I think a lot of times though, we see that a lot of people stay in legalism um, because of a fear of being isolated as they leave. I know we've all heard stories, right? Where people leave legalism and then they've lost their family. They've lost um, their uh, church that they grew up in and they end up alone. Um, and especially I think for women, that is a huge fear and why um, a lot of people stay in legalism as long as they do is because they're afraid of um, leaving behind all of those. Women are relational, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a huge thing is that we are relational and we fear being alone. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, and I can speak um, from a single woman that it's even more fearful and isolating when you're going through it by yourself. Um, because some married people, you know, married women will go out, but at least they have their husband. They've made the decision a lot of times to leave together. Um, but there's a whole bunch of single women that are leaving the IFB that don't have anyone um, to walk that road with them. And um, that is something that is very much on my heart to be able to come alongside and be able to walk with them in whatever way that I can. Um, it's a huge hurt to have to walk away. And um, yeah, and so that's uh, one of the biggest hurdles, I would say, um, for women a lot of times coming out of legalism. Um, yeah, that's good. Great point. Wow. So, so practically, let's get real practical. I, I agree with that. We've seen that. But what can you guys do in a very practical way to help these ladies? Well, I'm really glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you asked that. Uh, yeah, we have, we just, it's been laid on our heart really to um, try to, to speak into this as much as we can. And so we are hopefully this next month uh, launching a podcast called um, Grow in Grace. And mm -hmm. it, woohoo! And um, yeah, we just have praying about it and like, um, really being in the word and like second Peter three eighteen just kept popping up over and over again. And it's, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ to him, be the glory both now into the day of eternity. And that is really mm. our heart. That's, that's really what our heart is. Um, we want to be like a catalyst for those who are leaving like legalism to like start that discussion. Right. We don't necessarily want you to even agree with us, but we want you to think about it. And we would hopefully, like we will be able to give you tools to be able to do this. Um, but yeah, we want to encourage women to just think deeply about God so that they can know and love him better. One thing that Jen always says, it's my favorite, is the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. And mm. if you want to love God mm. deeply, you've got to think deeply about him. Man, that was really good. Mm. Yes. You know, well, we're really excited about, go ahead, Brian. I was just going to say, I love it when, when women do learn to study God's word. And, you know, my wife, she's a dental hygienist and she works really hard, but this past week she's now leading, you know, a large women's small group, um, at our local church. And just to see her every day, pouring over the scripture mm -hmm. and, and writing things down and sharing things with me about the scripture. And it's amazing how through her perspective, God using her womanhood to see his word in a different way than I see his word. Those are great conversations. And so I'm so thankful that you're going to be spurring women on to love and good works. I think that's a yeah. powerful thing. It's a much needed podcast that none of us three can speak into even. And uh, so we're really excited about uh, this idea um, and this podcast. And hey, we have a network the RFP network. Come on. I think, <laughs> I think this would be a great addition to the RFP network. Would y'all like to be part yeah, of it? Let's do it. Sounds I'll good. Make a motion. Right. Accept. Come on. Yes. All in favor. That's awesome. Well, welcome All to the fam. Y'all have been RFP fam for a long time and we're excited to have uh, this podcast on the RFP network now. And uh, it's going to do some incredible things. That's for sure. It is. And I don't know if everybody remembers, but we gave a little teaser alert at the end of the Jen Wilkin 
episode. <laughs> By the way, Shanna, thank you so much for setting that up with Jen. That was incredible. One of my favorite episodes of all times. And I hope we get her back on here, but I'm sure we'll be hearing from her on the Growing Grace yeah, podcast. I definitely, I mean, definitely. That needs to happen. Definitely. Is she is she the third host on there with y'all? Yeah, oh, y'all. <laughs> Come on. I don't. I wouldn't talk. I would just. I was going to say neither one yeah. of us would end up talking. It'd just be the Jen Wilkin podcast. Jen Wilkin oh Jen. man. <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, we've yeah. been sitting on this information for a while, and ah, su such a good thing, and cannot wait to see what God's going to do. You already have. Mm -hmm. A couple of guy listeners right here. There's three of us that are going to yes. be listening to you guys, yep. and so we're rooting you on. And yeah. uh, I know there's a lot of ladies that are going to that are going to grow from what you have to share with them. Yeah, yeah we're really excited. Um, we we have like a list of topics already because, as you said, yes. we've been discussing this for a couple months. And so, just as a little teaser for those um, that would like to listen, um, oh, yeah. our first one that we're one of our very first ones is going to be tackling what is the gospel and why does it matter? Um, we want to talk about submission, which is a very, very mm. <laughs> tricky mm. one. Um, Bless them, Lord. But we've been taught <laughs> wrongly in many ways what submission yeah. is and what it looks like. And so yeah. we want to talk about what does the Bible say submission looks like? Um, mm. We want to talk about lament. Um, as mm. Shanna mentioned, you know, we, we don't get to hear and be taught about what lament looks like. Um, and so some of these union with Christ is one that I know Shanna's super excited about as well. Um, so just kind of encouraging these women to start thinking, these are th topics that you should and can be talking about and studying and thinking about as well. So mm. we're super excited. Man, that's yeah. awesome. Man, we are fired up. Are y'all going to have a website? Yeah, no. we're working on it. <laughs> working on it. Well, you can find. We got, do we know anyone out there? <laughs> well, I was going to give you a plug right there, but I tell you where you can find them okay. is at the rfpnetwork.org, and you can click on their podcast picture, and it'll take you to their podcast. When's your first episode coming out? Have y'all figured that out yet? April. It's coming. April. Coming in April. April. All right. April, April 2022. We are we are working on it. We want to do it well. We want to do it well. So yes. Well, no doubt y'all speak very good and uh, I'm excited. I mean, just the flow It's going to be a great podcast and uh, I'm excited to see uh, as you continue to, to get into the podcasting, how God takes this and uses it in some incredible ways. And I can't wait to go to y'all's meetup with all the people Dude. that are listening. That's yes. going to be an incredible one. Right. <laughs> that is. <Your> lives. <laughs> It'll just a few more, just a few more Mormons and it'll be a reality. <laughs> uh, Brian, you want to hear something, a fun fact? What is it, bud? Have you ever seen that show Sister Wives? You know, I think I saw maybe three minutes of one episode one time. Yeah, but I have seen it. So when we lived in Utah, when I was pastoring in Utah, um, one of the wives was actually my bank teller. Like she was the lady Whoa. that worked at the bank. Yeah. So I, I'll go walking in and I was like, I have seen this lady before somewhere. And then lo and behold, I went home and I was like, Kim, you need to go into the bank. We know that lady. I thought I knew her from something. And she come back. She's like, uh, yeah, that's a sister wife. And I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Fun fact. So, I don't yeah. understand that for the life of me, but listen, mm, we need to do a whole no. episode on that. That'll be a whole nother level. We, Whew. Maybe we should let the Grow and Grace ladies tackle that one. Yeah, oh, I, I would like to hear right, their perspective on wait, that. Wait, no, we don't. We aren't going to tackle all the difficult topics. Hey, so so guys, you're going to be addressing submission. I was recently on a pastor's panel. We were at, answering questions, and someone asked the question, "What does it mean to you for a woman to usurp authority?" The pastor looked out at the audience at least 50% or so of the people in attendance were women. And he totally gave a complimentarian answer and never even mentioned the word usurp. I said, that's a smart man. That's right a there. smart guy. That's a smart man. Oh, goodness. Hey, JC. Yeah, buddy. Do you like Swedish fish? I love Swedish fish. My kids love Swedish fish, and I just don't know what the, the big draw is to what it, is it? I, I, there i like them okay it's these fish that come, i guess they comes from from switzerland from sweden i don't know little red uh, fish there yeah my kids love them they're like there's this epic can't do you got do, do you ladies like those i don't like them. No, i don't i don't not like so them. much i've I never even them. heard of them 
I don't mean, feel like, are, like anything. Are really big. It's just yeah. yeah. But has anyone ever been right to now. Sweden? No. I've never been to Sweden. Have you been to Sweden, Bryden? Switzerland? No, I've. Those I mean, are two different countries. Yeah. Different well, I don't know why I'm talking <laughs> about Swedish place. fish in Switzerland. Yeah. But, hey, I don't either. Have you been yeah. to either one of those places, Brian? No, no, I haven't. I've mm, been. Dang. I don't think I've been. I have. I've been close by, but I don't think I've ever been there. Well, well I did have a Swiss I did have a Swiss Army knife one time. If, if that counts, <laughs> we hey, we could do a meetup in go. Switzerland. There we go. We should Ooh. do a meetup in Switzerland. Yeah, you can hey, wear we one can of those. Yodel. Let's hear it. We can. We can. Eat Ricola's. Ricola. Shout out. Sponsor. Like, ole, 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 ole. I knew He's, Brian could yodel. Yes. Do it, there it is. He's Switzerland right there. Yes, uh, sir. Goodness. I actually can't eat Swedish fish, even though they're not from Switzerland. Um, have you ever heard of Solcon? The Solcon Challenge? What? Have you uh, ever heard of that? It's called Soul yeah. Control, but it's a, it's a thing through the... Um, I'm speaking at the Men of Valor conference this summer, and it's something that they do. It's a six-week thing called SoulCon. And uh, Brian and Nathan, we're going to do this in six weeks after we get done. Uh, but this is day one, and so you like you can't eat carbs after three o'clock. You get up in the morning, and week one you max out every day as many. Um, push-ups as you can do as many sit-ups i did one sit-up today i got up this morning that was half um so i'm gonna do the other one tonight when i get back but um I, I, so i haven't had any carbs since three o'clock and carbs i had this has nothing workout. to do with your soul i refuse no, to give you, up carbs listen, for my you gotta soul. let me finish uh but okay. so it's the physical aspect but then you also have an accountability group and uh, we have this new thing called marco polo have y'all seen marco polo before on yes. the app that you can get yeah. yeah listen matt dudley tears marco polo up that boy is sending like nine minute long videos and it's just him rambling talking to me on video and i'm no like way. this is the greatest thing ever it's not live it's just Marco Polo, you just talk into a camera for nine minutes, and I, I feel so dumb when I do it, but I have no idea where I'm talking about tonight. We're just well, Swedish. hey, I didn't, I didn't know the difference in Switzerland and Sweden, so I mean, I don't know, Brian, that, you need to look up Switzerland and figure out where we can do our next meetup. Let's you guys, do it. You guys need some more Patreons for that. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. We do need some more Patreons, and we want to thank our Patreons for just being incredible. Thank, look at that softball all the way up <laughs> well thank those that are sponsors of the recovering fundamentalist podcast your patrons the patrons of patreon do an incredible job every month and uh, you believe in this ministry and many of you have been doing that uh, for almost three years now and it's just helping us continue to come on every week and uh and it's growing the network is growing uh, with these ladies coming on april 2022 and uh, we'd love for you to check it out today by going to the rfpnetwork.org you can also go to recoveringfundamentalist.org while you're there hey we have a merch store summer's coming we got t-shirts we got hats we got flip-flops and i'm sure there's some visor. kind of yeah we got the brian visor brian uh, listen, visor. it's hey. not a brian brian's never worn a visor it's a visor that you you guys allocated well, that to me because you hate my guts that's why no <laughs> we love it but listen uh there is a twitter handle the brian visor but that made me think nahum o'brien um he, yes. he started the the hermeneutics podcast he's the one guy that bought uh the brian visor and he has had some major health issues yes. um that's been yes, going he on does. he's I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he's back in the country, um, has had mm -hmm. some surgeries, and I saw that that the surgery went well. Um, but we just want to give him a shout out. We have been praying for you, yeah. Nahum. Yes, sir. And uh, man, we we uh, we appreciate that, brother. Um, does he live in Switzerland? Sweden. I think so. I, Switzerland. I think doesn't. I have no, no idea. Where does he live? He lives he in lives, one of them. Norway. He lives in Norway. Norway. Ah, uh, what's yeah. the difference in Switzerland and Norway? I don't know a if few there letters. is. A few letters, yeah. A lot but. of miles in between. No, oh, okay. No. Homeschool graduate uh, and Tennessee JC Temple alum. And Tennessee Temple. That's worse than BBC. Um, but uh, we just <laughs> want to give Nahum O'Brien a shout out. That he's a great dude. And you know what? We never did the the podcast with him. We were we were lining up to be on his podcast. And remember the microphones and everything went crazy and we never yeah. got it rescheduled. Um, but Nahum. Just know the guys from the RFP are praying for you and uh, continue to get well. And uh, while you're here in the States, man, give us a shout. We'd love to meet you for sure. So. Yes, sir. And by the way, I have a favor to ask of our listeners. I've never asked you for anything. 
but will somebody buy JC a globe and send it to Connection Church? Attention, JC Groves. Make sure and get him a globe. I'm about to get so many daggum globes, Brian. <laughs> just, I hope so. Just, just wait till you see what comes to your church. All right. Hey, thanks for being here with us this week on the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to check out everything at therecoveringfundamentalist.org, rfpnetwork.org. That is the ninth time I've said that on this episode. So Come you know on, where to go promote. now. But uh, guys, we love you. Thanks for being here with us. Ladies, thanks for being here. Really excited yes. about the podcast coming in awesome. April. And uh, be sure to keep checking back. And uh, we'll be here next week. Y'all have a great week. Be sweet. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.